not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Hey, welcome back into the North Florida Sports Network. Hope you're having a great summer as the 4th of July approaches. We're going to talk to Jimmy Reno about a couple of commitments that Florida State landed over the weekend. We'll also see where they rank in the 2024 recruiting cycle. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. At the end of the show, we're going to come up with the top four safeties in FSU history. So if you haven't done so already, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. The podcast is available everywhere. You can tweet the show at the NFLSN. And if you have a question for the show, you can email me at austin at the NFLSN.com. But keep it locked. Let's get it started. It's almost the 4th of July, but I got Jimmy Reno on the phone because we got some commitments to talk about over the weekend. Florida State snagged a couple commitments, and we wanted to get on here and talk about them. We got D.D. Holmes up first. Who Tell us about it. All right. So, uh, D.D. Holmes, <laughs> defensive, <laughs> defensive end, uh, composite four-star out of Washington, D.C. area, Gonzaga High School. Um this is a kid that, you know, 6'6", six, six, verified, uh, the, which is, you know, enormous for a defensive line prospect to have that verified size. Uh, about 260 right now, mm. room to grow. He's going he's gonna to project as one of those, those powerful edge guys. Uh, you think about maybe Tank Carradine, Mario Edwards Jr., although he's a little bit more explosive than, than Edwards Jr. was. Mm. But this, this is a kid that, that – He's that next crop of defensive linemen after those, you know, the elite guys, the can't miss guys that, that, you know, you, the five stars and whatnot right. that are all picking the same three schools. <laughs> this is a kid that they, uh, that they identified early and, and been recruited. They finally got him on campus and blew him away with the official visit. Uh, it, it's a big, a big pull for them. They kept them away from in-state Maryland or well, relatively in-state. Um, it, it's, I mean, I, I I don't think he's going to be a kid that that steps on campus ready to start getting starter reps, you know. But I mean, a year or two, I think you're going to start hearing his name a lot. Uh, this, this kid can play, uh, big time pull, man, big time pull. The defensive line needs some some juice added to it in this class, and and they got a good one here. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that, I know you were saying that on the last couple of shows how they how they needed some defensive line, and this yeah, is a good pull. Yeah. This is this is a good pull. I mean, it you know there there's there's the elite, you know, defensive end edge prospects, and and you know it seems nowadays that the the really highly rated guys, they're coming in at about you know maybe two hundred and thirty pounds, two hundred and forty pounds. Um, I I you know, I think that's just based on preference and and recruiting sites. I think there's no reason why a kid like Didi Holmes, 
should be viewed uh, as less than, than like a top 200, top 150 kid. I mean, he's got the size, he's got the ability to play, and he's got projectability to add strength and size to him. So, I mean, you're talking about a kid that can be playing at 6'6", 285, 290, and not lose explosiveness. Now, you you know, you're projecting, but that's that's the kind of body type that he has, man. And that that's – this is a big prospect. This is a big kid to get on campus. They, uh, they watched a few other targets – choose other schools, but they had Didi Holmes in mind and had him circled and kept the communication up with him. So they were able to close on him once that happened. Uh, there's some other programs that aren't in that same boat, you know, that, that kind of put all their eggs in a basket of a, a five-star or whatnot. And they watched him go elsewhere in the past couple of weeks and they're kind of left holding their tails. So this was a good job by the staff, man. Really, really good job. Uh, collective effort on the defensive end. I know coach JP, the de- defensive end coach, coach Odell, they kind of tag teamed, that recruiting effort there. Um, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this kid. I, I'm really excited uh, that they, this is kind of one of those guys that you, you talk about, you know, developing, mm-hmm. um, you know, that you, you keep him maybe just lifting and, and watching film for a year and then slowly. You don't need anything reps. from him this year. Yeah. You, you wouldn't need anything from him from this year. You would probably won't need anything from him next year. Um, you know, but if you do, he's still 6'6", 260. Right. I mean, you'd hate to throw him to the fire, but he still has the size that you can put out there. You know, he's not not a kid that you need to add substantial weight and strength to. Uh, I, I think it's just, you know, he's one of those those kids that just got overlooked, man. He's not from the, the hotbed area of South Georgia or, you know, down in South Florida or out on the West Coast where they look for the defensive linemen. But uh, I, I'm – I'm a big fan of his, man. And and getting back into that DMV, the Washington, D.C. area for, for defensive linemen is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Eddie Goldman being that last big-time guy, uh, even even down into the Virginias, man, with, with Josh Sweat and, and uh, Kando. But, I, yeah, big fan it's of D.D. Holmes. Yeah, it's, it's a, a good area. Game. Good get big for game. an old defensive line. They also had another commit on that defense in the uh, secondary. Yeah, we, Ricky Knight the third. Uh, he's listed as an athlete. Uh, they, you know, Florida State likes him at corner. Kid out of a Cardinal Newman High School. Now I think he transferred from the Benjamin School. But you know, down in down in South Florida, man, it's it's you know you you can't ever have too many too many athletes from that area. Too many defensive back prospects. Uh, he, I, this kid can play. He looks like a corner. He's a physical corner. Reminds me a lot of an Asante Samuel Jr. In terms of you know his physical traits, he is a verified six foot, so he's a little bit taller than Asante Samuel was. Um, but he's not a burner at that corner position, so that's why you're getting he's a you know composite four star, borderline three star, four star guy on most sites. Um, doesn't possess that that you know he's not going to clock at four three or four four mm-hmm. in the forty, but he plays the position with you know instinct. You know, he, he'll get in there, he'll hit you. He's a physical corner. We've seen that that you know Florida State likes their physical corners, man. You, even even former corners, you know, guys like Duke Cooper that had moved on. Um, so he he kind of fits that mold. They identified him early. Kid can play. Beat out Miami for him, um, despite what what anybody says. Miami was really you know heavily involved with this kid. It's it's a big win, um, you know, for him for you know for his cousin that. Kevin Levy, another prospect, another cornerback prospect um, that Florida State is involved with. That, that that's somebody that does have Olympic speed in the secondary. So it, it's, I think we'll probably add his commitment down the line and here in a couple of weeks. 
I'm a big fan of Ricky Knight too. I, I'm a fan of these two takes. I don't question them. They've been kids that, that the staff has been recruiting throughout. Uh, I know that <clears throat> the fan bases and, and, and things like that, they kind of get enamored with, with the five stars yeah. and the top 20, 30 kid. But these are, these are kids that Florida state identified very early mm-hmm. when they, they had them on campus. They've seen them camp in front of them. They've, you know, they've been recruiting for a while and, you know, they came in on the last two weekends of official visits that kind of indicates, you know, both the level of interest that Florida State has and, and what they feel about the reciprocated interest. Like these are guys we can get, so it's big to hit on those. It's big to yeah. close on the guys that you were hoping to close on. And there's more here in the next few days that should be announcing. Right. Um, the, the, one today, a wide receiver out of St. Thomas Aquinas, James Madison the second. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to pick Florida State. I know he's. It's down between FSU and Missouri. He's originally from Kansas City. I think he transferred into play the last couple of years at, at St. Thomas. I would I would probably think that Missouri's going to be the pick here. Uh, I think Florida State is just kind of with the wide receiver position. They're kind of casting a wide net, and they're they're going to see what they can get. I'd, I'd watch Elijah Moore out of out of the DMV area. We just talked about um, it's another another big bodied wide receiver, six three six four. Down to down between Florida State and Ohio State is final two. I think Florida State's got a really good shot at pulling him. Not a real, not a concrete timeline on when he's going to announce his commitment, but it should be in the month of July. A lot of these kids are kind of just, you know, waiting to see and picking their time here in the, this summer. But it, but most that's the trend with recruiting. Most of the kids want to get it done before their senior year starts. They don't want to go into the senior year high school and their senior year of football still having to to go through all this recruiting. Um, so it, it's it's going to come here in the next couple of weeks. I mean, I, I anticipate Florida State probably getting three or four more commitments. We'll see. The big one is going to be Charles Lester the third, but that's not until the end of July. Uh, five-star, top-rated cornerback, top prospect on Florida State's board. So, mm. you know, a lot of stuff going on in the kiddie yeah. pool, man. That, well, it's good to hear that they're getting football players that know how to play the position. You, that one – he he can yeah. play safety or corner. Yeah, Ricky Knight. Yeah, yeah he Ricky. he's 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 like a. I'm trying to think of somebody that that we have currently that, you know, it just kind of the way that they recruit the defensive back spot. Right. The only real, the only real true position back there that that you can count on is the the free safety. Um, I I don't think he's going to be that. I think another kid to watch for that position is, is going to be Rydarius Morgan out of Alabama, but that's. You know, it's coming in the next few weeks. Uh, but but Ricky Knight is a guy that I see playing that nickel corner spot for us. Uh, just right. just with his instincts, with his ability to stick his face in the fan, as, as they like to say, and just get physical, just jump those routes. Uh, you know, I know people will, will – they hear he's not a burner and stuff like that, but Asante Samuel Jr. is my response to that. Xavier Rhodes, another guy, is my response. Like, you don't have to have yeah. Deion Sanders' speed – to be a really good cornerback, especially right. in this in Florida State's defense. So, and and again, this is these are these are guys that are being you know we're taking them with the idea that okay we're going to develop you guys. Yeah, you know, and and that's that's the thing. You know, you, you see the stars and everything, but in a couple of years, nobody's going to remember how many stars they had next to their name. So we'll uh, you know I, I'm a big fan, big fan of these two takes. Florida State, what are they sitting at, like 16 or something yeah. right now with the, the recruiting class? Yeah, right now. I mean, those are in the rankings now, they're 16. I mean, yeah. Florida's at three. 
but I mean, it's those yeah, rankings Florida, aren't anything, man. It's all about who you take, who's on your roster. Yeah, already. Florida, Florida, Florida has some really, really good players committed to their class. They, they, they're doing a really good. The, what's interesting is is a lot of their highly rated guys are out of state guys, um, not just out of state, like kind of you know out of region. You know, Lagway from Texas. I think I got another guy that's maybe from Louisiana, which still kind of there in that Southeast, but you know, they're going more nationally and they're getting traction there. Um, and maybe, maybe they'll be able to hold on to keep that top five class. But as the season progresses, uh, I, I don't see Florida having the kind of season that is going to scream, you know, success. We'll, we'll see, you know, right. we'll revisit it and see what, what happens there. Um, Florida state has not, they have not really gone out of the region a lot to look for, their recruiting class, the, the past couple of classes, you know, it, it, this, this one, especially it's been Georgia, Florida based, um, you know, they've, they've tried to hit the Carolinas, hit Louisiana, looking at Mississippi and stuff. But again, they're, you know, they're going to stay at, at that local region and try to mine for that talent. And I, I understand. Yeah. I understand people getting frustrated that, you know, you get those elite guys are going to be going to, to Georgia, Alabama and Clemson still, yeah, they're still picking those schools, and those what is seven of the eight last eight national title winners are between those three schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and that's they're recruiting the same home base that Florida State has to. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to just you know find some guys and be able to develop and, and use that transfer portal. Yep, and that's where they've been able to do successfully. So it's as long as they're getting the right type of guys that you want to have here that are going to work hard and develop into. The yeah, prospects exactly. that you want. Exactly. It, and who and, cares you know, what some other schmuck has them rank, ranked on some website? Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, like I, like I was telling you, you know, Kirby, even Kirby Smart's first class had a lot of three stars. Mm-hmm. I think if you revisited that, like had Kirby Smart had the clout then that he has now, a lot of those kids would have committed to Georgia and then f- automatically found themselves with an extra star next to their name. Because if Kirby likes them, then they right. got to be good. Right. And there's a lot of that that goes on in, with with this. But it's, you know, <clears throat> obviously Florida State could always recruit better, man. You can always recruit better. That's, exactly. You know, you're never satisfied. But right now, I think they're doing a really nice mix of of development and and portal and and all of that. But we'll see once the season starts. All right. Well, uh, season's going to start. I mean, they have two games in September, according to Vegas, where they're going to be the underdog. They're uh, LSU's favored by two and a half and Clemson. So I like it, man. Yeah. I like it. We'll see. I, I'm never comfortable with, with praise from, from the national yeah. media. Yeah. Well, uh, we let's uh, do the uh, positions. Last time we did linebackers. We're going to stick right. with yeah. the defense. We're going to go. Well, let's s- keep it. In, yeah. Keep it in the back seven. Let's do safeties. All right. So top uh, four safeties. Who comes to your mind? Top four safeties. Well, the the number one for me is is uh, Dexter Jackson. Um, just because I, he was the most for me, he was the most uh, visual or, or the, left the biggest imprint on the the national titles. Uh, but that's number one. Number two, I'm going to go Leroy Leroy Butler uh, as a safety, not not a corner. I mean, I know he he dabbled it with both, but like that's my. Uh, that's yeah. my number two guy. Okay. I'm gonna have to think. Let's let's think, man. Like, what are we? Uh, what are some of the best? I mean, Lamarcus Joyner probably. Yeah. I got to have him up there. 
And you know, the, Terrence Brooks wasn't wasn't t- terrible, but yeah, you know, if you had teammates? to go, yeah, um, I'm going Joiner on that one. His impact on that championship team, yeah, and just really the impact he had on the the program in general, man. Like he was, he was that big time recruit. Yep. After some years where Florida State just couldn't get big time recruits, and that that was, he was a big big time player. Um, let me think. So that's three, and uh, that's I like three. those three. That coveted spot, though. Right. Who gets the fourth spot? Should, it, it might just have to be Devin Bush, man. Guys, you got if for a guy not, like Devin Bush. If if for nothing else, then just for that pick six against Miami. <laughs> oh, man, but let me ask mm-hmm. everywhere. You know, Quincy Shanks, baby. Well, that, I mean, Bonasaur played from 77 to 80, and he was fifth string walk-on. Yeah. And I ended up started 43 games and he had 15 career picks. Yeah, he was definitely a, a baller. Yeah. But yeah. The late Monk Bonasort. Yeah. So, yeah, a little stumped there. <laughs> a little stumped on that number four. I mean, we'd probably just leave it up. Leave it up to the listeners, man. There you go, Who man. They should. Put pick that number four. Yep. Well, and, and whether or not they agree with the assessment that Lamarcus is the uh, the greatest safety in the history of Florida State football. We had to go. Well, I mean, who you taking over? I don't know, man. I I I got a little stump, man. I got to get get start getting ready for the Fourth of July party, man. Yeah. Take a little yeah. break. Got some good recruiting news. I know you got like a week news. left, man. You coming on down? Yeah, nine days and counting, and then I will. Uh, I'll be back, back in state, man. All right, man. It's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, um, looking forward to uh, celebrating America. It should yeah. be fun, man. Do some grill, have some family over. Get some fireworks, man. You like fireworks? Who I does? do like fireworks. Oh yeah, I can't man. Can't shoot can't do them in my house no one because of my neighbors also yeah. my dogs hate them right yeah animals don't really like them we'll have some fun though shoot off some fireworks grill up some some nice grillables on the grill swim in the yeah. pool play some yell games yell at some kids yeah yell at some kids throw some kids in the pool you know that, how it is man. yeah well, we got a couple of recruits. Like we, like you said, there's going to be more. Like uh, Norvell said, watch out for July. There's going to be fireworks in July, not only on the July 4th in the sky, but on the recruiting trail. And so far, he has that happened here lately with the two commitments. Yeah, definitely, definitely should be some more to come. Um, you know, big month for big month for the Knowles. Mm-hmm. Future Knowles, right? It's getting that time, man. Well, uh, yeah. we got Dexter Jackson, Leroy Butler, and Lamarcus Joyner, and then you know it's up for grabs on the fourth one, man. You got we put Monk Bonasaur on there, man. Just gonna have to do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with it. Yeah. If you have a better one, email me Austin at the NFLSN. 
have any other questions, please do. You can download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. The podcast is available everywhere. You can tweet the show at the NFLSN. But stay safe out there. Have fun. And celebrate America. And we'll talk to you next time. Right here on the North Florida Sports Network.